Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to another fantastic episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. My name is Adam Homie. I am your host, and I am honored by your wise decision to invest in yourself and tune in today. As the name says, we are business creators. We have entrepreneurs, small business owners, local business owners. We have marketing and business coaches. We have the folks who help others build their businesses, and we have the do-it-yourselfers who like to have your own hands on the levers. If you are one or more of the above, please take a moment, explore our episodes, and discover how we and our guest experts help you win at the game of business and marketing at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. Also, check us out on iTunes. Be sure to subscribe. Fresh content added every single week. Over 160 episodes await you right now on a variety of topics related to building, creating, and growing a business. Be sure to subscribe, and also be sure to give us a great review. Every five-star rating helps us help more business creators just like you. You can find the link to subscribe to iTunes right in the sidebar of our website at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. For today, we have a very special treat for those of you who faithfully tune in every single week. One of the most commonly used phrases in entrepreneurial development type marketing is thought leadership. I want to be a thought leader. How do I become a thought leader? Who's the best thought leader that we can learn from? And to a degree, that term has become a little bit bastardized because so many people are using the term thought leader. And for that reason, I am excited to bring to you what we're sharing today, because now we're going to show you a process for actually establishing your thought leadership using online tools. We can talk about getting your content shared. We can get into getting a book authored, getting a book published, which are some of the most popular topics when we discuss them on Business Creators Radio Show. So we're going to be entering a couple of different tracks with today's episode. We're going to be entering our book writing and launching track. We're going to be going into our thought leadership track. We're even going to possibly touch on our social media track a little bit. And to help us do that, we have Mitchell Levy, the aha guy. Now, just to tell you about Mitchell before we bring him on here, uh, he is the CEO and thought leader architect at Think Aha. He and his team make it easy for corporations to easily create compelling content that help turn their experts into recognized thought leaders. Mitchell is an Amazon best-selling author with 56 business books. He's a contributor at Entrepreneur Magazine. He's provided strategic consulting to over 100 companies. He's advised over 500 CEOs on, a, on excuse me, critical business issues through the CEO networking groups he's run. And he's been the chairman of the board of a NASDAQ-listed company. Mitchell has written social media-enabled e-books, and we're going to talk about social media-enabled e-books, so bookmark that term that he offers for free, such as Mitchell Levy on Creating Thought Leaders, and Meredith Elliott Powell and Mitchell Levy on Instilling Leadership at Every Level, uh, links of which are available on Mitchell's website. These join the conversation about thought leadership best practices on his LinkedIn group, and you can watch a new thought leadership each, excuse me, a new thought leadership episode each week on 
thoughtleaderlife.com, which is a great online portal. Uh, Mitchell has a lot of URLs to share, and he also has a lot of brilliance to share. So, Mitchell, welcome aboard. Oh, it's great to be here, Adam. Thank you so much for the introduction. Great. And I read off that very impressive official biography. And what I'd like to do now is just get a little bit into your story. So if you could just tell us a little bit about your personal, maybe your professional journey, and what has brought you to the point where you are now living at the intersection of your brilliance and passion, helping our business creators with these things that you do. Dude, I love how you express yourself. Um, thank you. So anyhow, thank you. <laughs> You're absolutely welcome. You know, I, uh, the last time I worked for a corporation was, uh, and I date myself here, but 1997, I was working for uh, Sun Microsystems. And at the time, I was running the e-commerce components on supply chain, and, and, and it was a $3.5 billion entity. And since being an entrepreneur, the cool part, my, uh, the steps to my office is 45 steps every morning. So makes it easy to get to where I'm doing. been doing that since 97. And what I've done is catch waves. The first wave I caught was the dot-com wave. So we, uh, we live in Silicon Valley, and it was very hard in 1997 not to, not to see the dot-com. And so I ended up becoming a strategic consultant helping companies figure out how to use e-commerce and how to use the Internet. Um, and surprisingly, there are some large brands today who – whose CEOs told me directly, hey, we will not use the Internet for Internet commerce. And, uh, and subsequently, of course, that, that's changed. Right. Um, and what's, what's happened, and, and lots of great stories. I mean, I've, I've done lots of fun things. But the, the negative, and this is good for entrepreneurs to think about, is my brand was worth a lot. You know, I, lots of speaking, lots of consulting. And all of a sudden, the world changed. The dot bomb came. This was uh, 2001 when nobody wanted to hear the word e-commerce anymore. And what happened is the value of my brand went from a really nice set of numbers to zero, right? Because people didn't want to hear about e-commerce. And so as entrepreneurs, sometimes life changes around you. You've got to stay, you stay open. You've got to stay aware. And fortunately, I am a, I call myself a parallel entrepreneur. I always have a couple companies going at the same time. So where my consulting and speaking went to zero, uh, a couple of my companies sort of picked up. And, and I sort of went through that for a couple of years. In 2005, I caught a trend which was the democratization of book publishing. I wanted to make it easy for people to publish. I wanted to make it fun to actually work with a company because during the dot-com days when I wanted to hire outside people, when I'd ask a question, the answer I got, I couldn't tell if they were giving me the answer that was in their best interest or my best interest. In today's world with Yelp, it's just so much easier to sort of know when people are, are sort of genuine or not. And so when I created the publishing firm, and we published over 800 titles, uh, physical, ebook, tons of titles, um, I made a big mistake. And the reason, Adam, I'm giving you the longer story because the mistake came around one simple thing. Oh, this is fine. You know, this is when fine. people, we learn from our, yeah, and they, allow me. Uh, we learn from our mistakes more than anything else. So, please tell me about your mess ups. Really bad. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this particular one was interesting, and that was as a publisher. I think every publisher wants to create the next Chicken Soup or the Soul series, right? It's this series that takes off and people make tons of money and, and the founders look very happy and successful. 
And uh, so every series I created, uh, I did something like that. I branded Happy About, rebranded a, a series called 42 Rules, branded another series called Superstar Press. I created another series called Think Aha, which, by the way, I love the name so much, I finally uh, transferred my company over into that name. Right. And the problem, and here's the big mistake, I did not brand Mitchell Levy as a thought leader for democratizing book publishing. I was trying to brand the companies because I wanted to create a chicken soup series. And so when the newspapers, the magazines, the Fortune, the Inc. started talking about uh, entrepreneur, the, the, the proliferation and the democratization of book publishing, my brand wasn't well known because I didn't brand Mitchell Levy. So I decided to go back. The third wave I've caught was going back to the consulting. And I became, and by the way, this is so cool about LinkedIn, I became the first thought leader architect in the world. You know, you can go to LinkedIn, type in titles, and find one that you could be the first. And so I started going back to corporations, and we would turn, uh, my team and I, we would turn experts into recognized thought leaders. And there's a number of different techniques to do that, and, and we'll talk about thought leadership because um, uh, I've got some references to point, to point to. And what was interesting about that transition is even in looking at some of the products that I had when I was wearing the hat, thought leader, architect. I started looking at my publishing company. Oh, by the way, I started selling my publishing companies. I sold one, and then my, uh, the next client that I picked up was so enamored by the fact that I knew so much about book publishing, I was realizing that this was an asset I needed to keep, not something to get rid of. So we still have book publishers and can publish books for folks. We still have, um, and, and we've got four or five different brands that we could still publish under, which is great. Um, and uh, we still do strategic consulting, but what we'll ultimately get to is I ended up creating a platform that really solves or presses the easy button for entrepreneurs or for people who want to be thought leaders. So, Adam, can I talk about the easy buttons, and then we'll go back and, and talk a little bit more about thought leadership? Yep, there is another question I need to ask you, but let's finish this train of thought first, and we'll get it in. All right. All right, here are the easy buttons, so something to think about. To be a recognized expert in your space, to be a thought leader in your space, and I absolutely want to talk about what that means in both cares, there's a couple of things you need to do. You need to have a good social media presence, and part of that presence is you need to share content. And what I'll say is 80% of the content you share should be somebody else's. And so when you're sharing content and you're looking for content to share, I will give you a URL. It's ahavat.com. Because at ahavat.com, we have 35,000 quotes that you can get access to in seconds and share on social media for free. Right? So that's an easy button. The easy button is now, hey, let's find good, compelling content to share. Now let me give you another easy button. As a matter of fact, I'm going to press the easy button just as a reminder. Right? So this that is was a, easy. So we got to press the easy <laughs> button. Uh, we'll press it one more time. Okay? There you go. And the second time, what we're pressing it for is authoring a book. You know, we live in a seven-second soundbite economy. You've got to capture somebody's attention quickly, whether it's a, you know, a Vine video or a subject line of an email or an article or whatever it is. You've got to capture people's attention. So we've created a book series through AHA That where a single book is comprised of 140 bite-sized quotes. We've had hundreds of authors write their books in eight hours or less. So pressing the easy button is becoming the author of a book that you've written on a Saturday 
however you want to define your eight hours, um, and be able to say, hey, you're an expert in this area because you've written this book, and people start sharing your content. So those are the two easy buttons, and that came out of becoming, once again, putting my hat, Thought Leader Architect on, looking at some of the tools that we had in the publishing company and saying, man, how come we don't do this? And that is, why don't we let people write social media-enabled eBooks and do that first, and if they want to pub- take those and turn them into physical books, they could do that second. Wow. So, yeah, that's kind of how I got to where I am today. Is that maybe a longer, longer answer to that question, but <laughs> that's, what, that's, what, that's what happened. Yeah, that is quite a story. And in your story, you've given us some great information, which we're going to dive into a little bit deeper here. I have a few great questions for you, starting with this one that we ask everybody on our show. We got the drum roll in the background. My cat's sitting next to me. She's getting all excited because she loves when I ask this question. Uh, you may have heard some uh, jingling. Uh, my cat's running around here a little bit. You know, they say put the cats in the other room, but otherwise you'd hear a lot of meowing. And the fact is, they are my personal assistants, which means they work here. They have a job to do. So (laughs) That's good. Yes. (laughs) They keep it calm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, now how long was your your commute every day? How long did you say that was? Uh, It's like 45 steps. Wow, mine's like 29 steps. I got you beat. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> yeah, traffic, traffic can be really rough. Sometimes we have some cross traffic in the form of a couple little felines who cross my path. Uh, but outside of that, it's pretty smooth sailing, and I tend to get here pretty fast. So anyway, nice. comes our question. Uh, here in the Business Creators Radio Show, we provide the tools, techniques, and strategies to help entrepreneurs quickly grow their businesses. A lot of our listeners tell me they have everything they need to implement anything that we say they need to do, including the recommendations you're going to get from Mitchell Levy today, except for time and money. Now, this is what we ask everybody who appears on the show. And what I like is not only the variety of different answers, but also the variety of different ways this question gets interpreted. So, Mitchell, how do time and money impact what you're going to be sharing with us for the remainder of the hour? Could you ask, would you mind asking me one more time? You cut out for about two seconds, so I want to make sure I heard the whole question. That was the universe making sure we really want it. So here we go. Uh, How do time and money impact what you're going to share with us today? Well, isn't that all we have? Yeah. So the answer to the question is life and everything you do is about time and money. Uh, and particularly in the business world, so let's as opposed to being the esoteric life in general, let's talk about business. Everything you do, you have an opportunity to either, A, do it yourself because you have lots of time and no money, or B, have somebody else do it for you because you have lots of money and no time, um, or someplace in the middle. And so the, the terms that people are bantering around a lot these days are either DIY, do it yourself, um, D-I-F-Y, do it for you, that means you pay, or a term that I really like these days are the coaches that are using the D-I-W-Y, the do it with you. Right. So you just get to choose, and we, um, we've got models uh, for AHA that. We have both the D-I-Y and the D-I-F-Y, um, and we also, I'm looking for partners who, wanted, who want to deploy the D-I-W-Y with what we do because it's such a great opportunity and place for people to make money. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that 100%. So, uh, and that's 
something we've never heard before. Time and money, isn't that all we have? I've never had it stated that way before. As I said, we get different answers every single time. 160 episodes, 160 answers. That's why we ask the question every single time. Now, you touched on something as you're telling us a little bit about your background and some of the savings that we offer for people who want to publish books and become thought leaders. And I can't remember if you mentioned this actually on the episode or a little bit in the green room, but you did tell me that there was a way that somebody can write a book in eight hours. We find this to be a very popular topic. You hear about writing a book in a weekend, writing a book in an afternoon, uh, writing a book by Friday and selling it Saturday morning. I mean, there's all kinds of different programs out there, some of which I've taken, most of the owners of which I know personally and are friends of mine. Uh, but you got to tell me about yours. How can anyone write a book in eight hours? Because I, I could write a book. Yeah, of course you can. Um, here's what gets really fascinating. Uh, we're given, we've given the term, so I call an aha book, A-H-A-B-O-O-K. I've called an aha book yes. a combination of 140 bite-sized quotes. And if you go to the aha that platform, any of those quotes that you see are immediately shareable at a click of a button on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, or Google+. So for those that are listening at the moment, feel free to go to ahathat.com slash author. And you can see the seven-step process where hundreds of authors have written their books in eight hours or less. So how can you do that? Um, and, and if you follow the process, so I'll, I'll, if you want, I'll walk through the first three steps because they're be pretty great. simple. So if you follow the process, it's very easy to do. And the follow-on question is if you could write your book – in by snapping your fingers in eight hours or less. What do you write your book on? So we'll come back to that. Okay, so here are the first three steps of the process. Uh, one is, uh, step one is a Word document that contains four questions. So we affectionately call it the four questions document. Uh-huh. And they're questions like, what's your name? What's your bio? Um, the interesting questions are two. One is, uh, give me a one, you know, the title of the book, but give me the one paragraph summary of the book. And the most important question is, who is your audience and how will they benefit from the book? Think of this as your project plan, right? Think, think of this as you keeping on track in terms of what you're, what you're writing about because when we publish your book, we'll do a cover design, a copy edit, and a content edit. We need to send this document to the content editor because they need to make sure that what you've written, your aha quotes, your aha messages, we, they need to make sure that what you've written is what you said you're going to write about. Right? So step one is filling in that document. And, and depending on the person, it's one to two hours to fill that in. Uh, step two is an easy step, uh, and that is it's a one-page PDF that you should read. And that one-page PDF is how to write a good, compelling aha message. Now, by the way, even if you don't publish with us, if you go to that page, you can download that content for free. You don't even have to submit your email address. Um, and it will just give you good, easy ideas on how to write good, compelling quotes that will last a little longer than normal uh, in social media. So that's step two. Okay. Uh, step three is an Excel spreadsheet. And in the Excel spreadsheet, this is where you start putting the quotes that you want to share, you know, the ideas, the aha messages. And it just has an automatic character count because it's basically uh, 140 by 140, so you want the quotes to be 140 characters or less. We typically say 130 characters or less. Now, one of the things that's super compelling, 
So by the way, that's how you write your book. And then the next steps, like step four, might be paying, you know, paying the fee off or something. So the, the other steps are pretty straightforward: submitting your pictures so we can include it in the in the uh, website. Um, the thing that's compelling is every aha message, every quote, has your Twitter handle or your LinkedIn profile in it. So that is how we give attribution to you. So when people are sharing your content, or if you go on to AHA That Today and start sharing other people's content, you're actually giving them attribution. So as opposed to the world where people steal your quotes and take them away from you and you don't get attribution, at AHA That, we are encouraging people to share and to share attribution, and that is a really big problem that exists for uh, thought leaders and experts today. And so that's one of the problems. So. So anyway, you get it. The seven-step process, you get the first three. It's pretty straightforward, right? I think so. Now let me be clear on one or two things here. Are these quotes that we're including in the AHA books, is, is are these books that we submit ourselves, or is this taking out of a collection of thousands of quotes? Uh, I just need to understand that. Oh, so these are – good question. Um, these, are, these are quotes that you submit yourself. Okay. Now, it could be if, if you wanted to include a, a quote from somebody out there, as long as you give them attribution, that, that's okay. You know, if you wanted a Ben Franklin quote or something like that, you can include it. But these are, think of this more as this is, these are aha messages. These are things that you say that captures somebody's attention. So, for instance, before when I was talk, uh, talking about where I came from, one of, the, one of the quotes that I threw into the conversation is that 80% of the content you share should be somebody else's, right? So that's a great aha message, right? So one of the aha messages in one of my books is to be a thought leader, 80% of the content you share should be somebody else's. You know, and then it says, and my Twitter handle is happy about. So it says at happy about. And that's one of the aha messages and aha that you can share. That would be a great example of a quote that you add. Now, one of the things, Adam, that's really powerful is uh, this is not this can be a replacement for an existing book but it can also be the if you're already writing an existing book or it's already done uh what's really powerful here is this is the marketing vehicle for your existing book right because what's fascinating is imagine you write 140 quotes that are compelling messages that will attract the audience that you want to attract to you and each one of those quotes can include a URL that points back to SlideShare, YouTube, a squeeze page, uh, points back to the URL for your book that sits on Amazon. Right? So basically what you're doing is you're creating a quarter, or sometimes for some people, two quarters of social media content. So in eight hours, you are writing your AHA book and you're putting your social media marketing plan in place. Wow, that's pretty. I mean, that's pretty profound. It's kind of cool, right? It it is kind of yeah. So basically, what we're talking about here is something similar to quote books, which is a pretty common way to get a book published very fast. Is a collection of quotes, and in this case, to a degree, we're sharing other people's content. But we're also sharing some of our own ahas. So we're telling in soundbite form some of our business lessons, some of our life lessons that we want to use to help others. Yeah, if you, you know, one of the things that's interesting is you could go back to your existing episodes, two hours of recorded content in an interview style session like we have. So two episodes would represent an AHA book. 
because we do that with Thought Leader Life. Two hours of recorded content with an interview style, which is similar to what you and I are doing, produces an aha book. Or if you take a look at your email marketing best practices or you take a look at your launch strategies and what you've done in the past, you can so easily create your content for that that really are 140 sound bites that there may be some people who take that information and use it. That's what being a thought leader or, or uh, I, I actually call them aha leaders. Aha leaders. But that's what's, what being an aha leader is. You're giving good, compelling content that if people want to DIY, do it themselves, they can. But more importantly, they start looking at you as the expert in that space. And, dude, you are the expert in the spaces that you play in, and you should be writing aha books that draw people towards you. Great. Wow, this is really something here. I, I, really, I really like this a lot. Now, let's go a little bit further with this. Uh, and, you know, we're talking about the aha books. We're talking about laying down some of the social media strategy. But let's take that a step further. Uh, and how do you use this process or related process to create a content machine that shows your thought leadership across the spectrum? You know, what? This, these are great questions, and I'm going to give you an answer, but the the, the the truth is there is no one answer. There's multiple answers that make sense, right? Yeah. So one answer is there are some people who are just not happy with just a social media-enabled ebook, and And so just so it's clear, uh, I'm going to go on a tangent for a second and then co- and dive back up. Uh, let's think about the world as having three different types of ebooks. You know, there's the PDF ebook that we that we know and love that basically c- contains either a physical book or is just an ebook that's created from scratch. There's the Kindle, typically an EPUB format ebook that sits on Amazon's Kindle platform. And now there's the AHA book, which comprises 140 bite-sized quotes that are immediately shareable on social media. So there are three types of ebooks. Now, some people are not excited with just having an ebook. And so with AHA That, you can also, the first level of publishing a book, and, and we, we charge for this, but the first level of publishing a book is the AHA book. The next level up is having us turn that into both a 120-page PDF, which you now can use for unlimited lead gen purposes at top of funnel, and also Kindle, so you're listed on, on Amazon as an author. Um, those that are really interested, and we've had so many authors who have written their book, let's say on a Saturday, and then had them converted into both paper, you know, all of the above plus paperback and hardcover. And so one way to do it, one of the best ways to actually get your brand out if you have identified who your potential customers are, is write the AHA book on a Saturday, have it converted to a paperback or hardcover version, have USPS and FedEx envelopes Pre, pre-labeled, have personal notes on the inside, have enough copies stuffed into the envelopes that you then send them out to your client base if you've already identified who they are. And we've had an author who did that, and she increased her consulting revenue by six times. So a six times increase in her consulting revenue by following that practice. Now, that works for a certain set of people. There are many other ways to do it. What's nice about an AHA book, and I did mention I'd come back to this, is if you could snap your fingers 
and write a book, which really, that's what aha books are. Uh-huh. You can snap your fingers and write a book. You don't necessarily write a book that's broad in scope. You write books which are very narrow. Right? So in your case, if we're talking about product launches, instead of writing the broad-based book on how to launch a product, you could be very focused, and you could write your first AHA book on how to launch a product if it's a software product. But you, then you could do 10 other books, how to, write, uh, how to do a product launch for a software product in the accounting space, in the productivity space, in the, and you just start rattling off the very narrow niches that you're going towards. And in that particular fashion, it's possible that 80% of the book that you've written will be similar from one book to another. But now when you go to market as, a, as an expert, you say, hey, I have a half dozen books, or I have a dozen books all focused on basically releasing products to market, and here are the spaces that I'm expert in, and look at the books that I have available. And so that's another, Adam, that's another approach to make that happen. Wow. Okay. That's really, that's really cool. Uh, so let's go a little bit further here, and let's say I have one piece of content. We're already into this topic, but let's see what else is there. So let's say I have one piece of content. Maybe it's a, it's a blog article, or maybe it's a transcript from a webinar I did or something, or maybe it's a transcript of a, of a podcast episode like we're doing right here now on Business Creators Radio Show. And what can I do with this one piece of content to turn it into viable content on multiple different platforms? We're talking five or ten platforms. I myself teach a module um, on what I like to call organic multipurposing, so I'm definitely interested in your take on this. So here's, here's a fun thing for you guys to do. Um, go to the webpage uh, when you can, thoughtleaderlife.com. Right. So it's, just, uh, it's exactly how it sounds, thoughtleaderlife.com. And we have a, a bunch of tabs up top, and one of the tabs, the second tab over, is called the Blueprint. And in the blueprint, um, and this is what we do, and like I said, we've done 129 episodes. I think we just, it looks like we just published episode 123. Good news, I have a little bit of backlog. Um, <laughs> so I'll keep me going a couple more weeks before we have to keep uh, shooting further. And what we do there is we actually, what I love about w- what we do is, is we work with a co-host who joins me for the month, and then we have four guests come on as interviewers. And what we do is we take a particular focus, if I'm, I'm looking right now at the, um, the blueprint on Thought Leader Life, and we shoot typically through Google Hangouts directly onto YouTube. And then what my team does is they take the video that we shoot and share that also on SlideShare. We also strip out the audio and then put it on iTunes, and it goes into an existing podcast channel, the FIR Network with Shell Holtz. Uh, my team also takes out the content or listens to the content and writes a blog post. And then from every 30-minute episode, we actually pull out somewhere between 40 to 50 aha messages. Right, so think about this. For a month, we end up we're shooting five, uh, five episodes, and we, so we're creating five videos. We also create five audio files. We create six blog posts because if you're going to do five blog posts, one for each session, you may as well do a summary blog post. And then we create an AHA book. And that AHA book we have as a social media-enabled e-book. We create a PDF with it. We turn it into a Kindle book, a paperback, and a hardcover. 
that's a lot of assets for essentially for the co-host. It's somewhere between three to six hours of time. And the rest is my team going in and sort of repurposing that same content on multiple platforms. Right. Does that answer your question? That is a great way of thinking of it. And yeah, you did mention a couple of things that I wasn't necessarily thinking about. Because I was thinking about the model of you do the podcast episode first, and then you roll in that direction. You're talking about something that can be rolled into the podcast direction. So let's say we have a transcript from a webinar. We can take the audio of that and put it on iTunes. There's no reason we can't put it on iTunes. It doesn't have to be an official episode of a podcast to go on iTunes. I mean, iTunes isn't checking and saying, do you have an intro bumper? Do you have a question structure? Did you introduce your guest? They don't do that. All they're looking for is for it to be valid content that plays when you click play. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, exactly. saying, I'm saying that for our listeners. Uh, you know, the funny thing about the Business Creators Radio Show, and this is one of those, those things I do just because I can, our listeners have been tuning in for over three years now, over three years. And we don't have an intro bumper, and we don't have an outro bumper. And I have been told by so many people, you've got to get an intro bumper, you've got to get an outro bumper. Now, I have the 150 bucks to get really kick-ass intro and outro bumpers uh, burning a hole in my pocket. I'm not worried about cost. I'm just not putting one on just because I, it's my show, and I can not have one if I want to. And I do that to inspire other business creators that you don't have to have every single bell and whistle lined up before you go public in front of the world. I mean, here I am. I have the Business Creators Radio Show. We've been doing this for over three years. Um, some of our guest experts have actually booked big dollar clients just from appearing on this show. I've gotten clients uh, who were previously guests. I've gotten clients who were friends of our previous guests. I've gotten clients because uh, one of our episodes went out into one of 25 different syndication networks and the person couldn't remember for the life of them where they heard it except that they remembered me interviewing somebody when they said the name I remembered the episode uh, and also because it syndicates out through so many feeds is when we google our episode titles we tend to get dozens if not hundreds of results so I've got one heck of a machine running here and in over three years nobody has said uh Adam where are your intro bumpers well, you know, your Adam, your aha, your aha moment, and for those who are entrepreneurs versus entrepreneurs, your aha moment is you don't have to create the perfect vehicle before you go out and start seeing what the market thinks, right? So, absolutely, with this, I, I, you know, I've also made that conscious decision not to add intro and outro bumpers. But the same thing is true with books. I can't tell you how many people come to me and say, "Hey, listen, I'd love to write a book." But I can't do it till I retire because I want to spend thousands of hours or hundreds of hours or a thousand hours writing it. And I'm like, well, at the time you retire, your book is no longer relevant because you're going to focus on other things in life, right? And uh, you know, same thing with any business practice. You know, when you're, I bet you, anyone who's listening to any of your episodes, everyone who's on by definition has something very cool they're talking about. Yep. If you if somebody was listening to your episodes and they they said, "Hey, listen, I'm going to do the DIY. I'm going to be a consultant and I'm going to do the D, do it with you approach and we're going to we're going to borrow the best practices from these three guests that were on your show." 
uh, they can make a living doing that. That would be really cool stuff. And guess what? The guest would most likely be very thrilled to have people who are affiliated with them and pushing their methodology and approach. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, thanks for sharing that. That's exactly what we're we're headed with with all this. Uh, you know, and, and what's really cool about having folks like you on the show, Mitchell, is we tend to sort of end up bouncing some ideas off of each other. I love when we get this type of play going back and forth here. Uh, now I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we're going to be entering a few different tracks. We're going to be talking about the self-publish your book track. We're going to be talking about the thought leadership track. And I also mentioned we're probably going to sort of grace along the social media track as well. Let's see, I said the thought leadership, publish your book, social media. Yeah, so social media. And I have a couple questions about social media. And this is something that people love information on, is how can you do social media effectively with only five minutes a day? <laughs> One of my favorite questions. Uh, we actually, it's a super great question because we, we actually did a, uh, a, a an actually online course. If you went to, I think it's at thinkaha.com, uh, we actually sell the course for 100 bucks. We discounted it for 50 And uh, there are probably some places you can go where you can get coupons to get even better prices. But I'll tell you the, I'll tell you the synopsis. Social media, I think the problem people think about in social media is they, they many people still look at it as a billboard. Right. Here's my billboard. I'm going to spend money, and I'm going to put my information out there, and people will come to me because they see the billboard. And guess what, guys? That's not what social media is about. That's what media is about. You're getting the first word, which is social. Social media is about putting out good, compelling content, whether it's yours or somebody else's. And you remember I say 80% of the content you put out should be somebody else's. Social media is putting, about, is putting out good, compelling content and then interacting with the people who touch your content. So if you want to do social media effectively and you could only find five minutes a day, you want to make sure that you're doing just good enough, I would recommend that you wake up in the morning and sometime in the morning time frame, you spend a minute sharing some good, compelling content, either something you've read, an email, or things that you like, or you know, it's hard for me to say, uh, go to AHA That and share a couple quotes that you find really compelling. Yeah. Then sometime throughout the day, spend the other four minutes interacting with the people who touch your content. Right? People are going to comment on it, like it, retweet it, share it. And if you know them, you can just thank them. Um, or if they're making comments, you can comment back. And that's effectively what will happen if you continually share good, compelling content and, more importantly, listen to those who are touching your content and interact with them. So basically your, your, your social listening skills get a lot better. Um, you will both grow your network and introduce yourself to the types of people who want to help you and or be customers of yours. Right. That's, that's great. Uh, and again, you know, we love the idea of being able to do this in just a few minutes a day because how many folks do we see who are entrepreneurs who allow themselves uh, for reasons of whatever to be consumed all day long with social media? In fact, I made the comment. Well, there's, there's, I made, go ahead. 
No, 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 please go ahead. You made the I, comment. Well, I, I was just I was going to say, I mean, I was in a discussion group uh, the other day and uh, somebody was actually feeling guilty because she wants to work three and a half days a week. And she said that I look around and I see uh, everybody else says that the only way you can be successful is to work 80 hours a week. And I said, do you notice, do you notice how many times a day these folks post on social media about stuff that has nothing to do with their business? And they're not even using Meet Edgar or Hootsuite. So tell me more about this 80 hours a week. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting to me. Uh, there are absolutely people on the other end of the spectrum who just spend so much time on social, you have no idea you know, what they actually do for a business and how they're making money. Um, are they really servicing their customers? Um, and, and on the other extreme are people who sort of still poo-poo the idea of social media. And so let me, let me give you some visual to think about. You've met somebody new. And it's like that perfect client for whatever product or service you have. They've given you that 30 or 60 seconds in the elevator. You know, you've gotten your elevator pitch, and they're intrigued. You've given them your card, or if you don't have your card, you write down your name. What's the first thing they're going to do when they, when they get to their computer or when they get alone and they type on their phone? They're going to Google, Google your name. What's going to happen when they Google your name? Somewhere in the first uh, five uh, results that come back is going to be your name in the social media sites because the social media companies have spent a lot of time gaming the system and spending money so that your LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat profiles are going to come up top. And so when that happens – the really interesting part is, what does it look like? And if you look anemic, you have a horrible profile, that person who might have been excited from your 30-second elevator pitch has completely lost interest. If you're not actively, not just have a good profile that represents not just you know, your resume, but the search engine optimized landing page for who you are, and you're not continually sharing content and helping grow your audience, the person on the other side who is looking that up, they're going to go to the next person who does. And so, uh, you know, for those who are really wondering if you should play at all, um, you should be thinking about what happens to the person who just met you and you've walked away. Because, you know, whether or not they check Yelp for your Yelp scores or whatever the Yelp vehicle is, that's kind of what they're doing. They're checking the validity of who you are. Uh Uh-huh. That's true, uh, and that is something that's very important to think about when we look at how we do our social media effectively. So what you're saying here, Mitchell, is we should definitely attack each other for their social and political views, and that will really help us become thought leaders. <laughs> so, uh, no. <laughs> uh, that's absolutely not what I'm saying. It, it, here's what's you know, I've got a I've got an 18 year old who's now at college, and right. And the the word that I would give him, the phrase that I'd use all the time, uh, and his name's Duncan. I go, Duncan, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Right. Right. And so it, it's coming down to 
you you can say anything you want to anyone you want anywhere, right? That's what's really cool about today's world and today's technology. The question becomes is what's your, you know, how do you want to present yourself to the world? And although I have a really strong opinion about the political race and things that are going on, right. you won't see me talking about it because that's not my brand. Right. And my brand is not not there to get involved with that. Right. Um, one of the things that just happened is we just finished a very successful Kickstarter. Um, we were we hit 250% of goal. Um, I learned so many lessons. Like we did a lot of stuff great. We did a couple big major mistakes we made. And, you know, so I created a webinar, and I invited anyone who was interested to come join me. And, and I, I haven't made that public, but those that were interested in coming participated. And you know, it's uh-huh. a 45-minute um, – for those that are listening, if you're interested, you can always ask me privately, and I'm happy to send you the link. But I'm not making it public because – Although I learned a lot, and I'm going to absolutely give you lessons that you could take to the next level and help you be more successful, once again, it's not my brand, right? And so my brand is not to help other people with Kickstarters. So just because I can't doesn't mean I will. Right. So in social media, um, like I said, you should be sharing the other people's content you share should be content that reflects your brand identity, reflects your statements. I mean, the cool part with uh, the AHA the App platform is I could do a search on any topic matter I want, and I'm going to find people who have shared comments that are very much in line with things that I say. And you know what? When I share somebody else's content, um, A, I'm getting credibility because I'm sharing somebody else's content. Right. Uh, and B, the person whose content I'm sharing, they're liking me because I'm sharing their content. And then my audience is thinking, hey, he doesn't just speak about himself. He's worldly. He knows who his peers in the industry are, and he's sharing his peers' content. He must be somebody I want to talk to, right? And so uh, going back to your statement, yeah, if if you decide that you want to be – I have a friend who's a political consultant. Now, she does share her her views on politics, Uh, and there are some people who – it really makes sense for them to be actively involved. Um, and then there's some people where, you know, you just have to question your strategically. What you should be thinking about as an entrepreneur is what things can I do that's going to help my business move forward and what things will be harmful. Right. And, and so when you ask me, how do you do social media in five minutes a day, what's going to help you move forward, share good, compelling content so people think that you – have a good presence when people look at your social media presence they see that you're sharing stuff and more importantly if somebody knocks on your door are you going to open the door you know let's say a client physically comes to your location and knocks on your door what are you going to do you're going to open the door you're going to invite them in you can say let's have coffee and how can i help you that's right well i can't tell you how many people they have their clients knocking on their social media door and they're not answering the door Right. So that's how you do social media effectively. You are listening to the people who are knocking on your door, and you're responding to them. Right. That's right. Now, what I want to get, I want to do in our time we have left here, because we have about uh, ten minutes or so, and I do want to give you the platform again at the end. Is there's one other very important question I want to ask here, Mitchell? Is uh, you know we're talking about social media, so 
you introduced the concept of a social media enabled ebook. What is that? That sounds interesting. Well, that's what uh, that's what we're calling the Aha book. So, uh, social media enabled ebook is an Aha book. Uh, I use the term Aha book as a as a short approach to that. Um, we created the company name originally when I created the company. I called it Aha Amplifier because everyone kind of knows what an Aha moment is, um, and I think everyone knows what an amplifier is. And surprisingly. I just thought if I had the URL ahaamplifier.com, everyone would know what an aha amplifier was. And guess what? People don't quite get it, right? They, they still ask me, hey, what is this? How does it work? So we created the – we renamed the company probably about four months ago, and we renamed it to Aha That. And you know why? I want a verb. I want people to say, hey, I've had an aha moment, and did you aha that? Right? And so with the verb aha that, the, the interesting part is in the aha that platform, you have access to 35,000 quotes. Those quotes are all part of a social media enabled ebook. And what's cool about a social media enabled ebook is, A, as, I, as we talked about, it, it takes eight hours or less to write. But what's cool about it is you're actually putting into place content which is easily consumable and shareable by others, right? So by having this, if, if you did, people ask me often, hey, Mitchell, how, how different is your tool from, from Buffer or Hootsuite or Meet Edgar? And I said, well, if you wrote 140 quotes and you put them into the platform and you're the only person who shares that content, uh, we're the same. It's actually, we're probably a little more of a pain in the butt because you've got to go through uh, editorial process and get a cover done and so on. On the other hand, what you should be doing with your AHA book is you now have a customized URL. So my favorite uh, URL is, is the book. We, we actually we've published it in the AHA That platform, but we haven't published it in physical form yet. And, and the book is titled, Hey, Did You AHA That? Um, and it's going to be why you should write a book in the AHA That platform. Why you should write an AHA book. Why you should write an, a social media enabled ebook. So, if you guys go to the URL, aha.pub, A-H-A dot P-U-B slash aha, you can now read. And, and what I did is we did, we did uh, a month of Thought Leader Life where I was the host and co-host, and we had four of our authors come on and talk about how they created and why they created aha books. And so if you go to aha.pub slash aha, you can now read other people's opinions as to why this is an important thing to do and how they use it to help drive their business. And so having a social media enabled ebook allows you to position everything you do that you want your prospect your current and prospective clients to be able to know about you and to be able to share with others. You're actually getting a platform where you know, if you want to spend time getting your fans and advocates to be sharing your content, or you run a campaign, you take this customized URL and you put it in social media. So it should be a project on LinkedIn. It should be referenced on Facebook, Twitter, um, Snapchat, right? It's, it's now part of you, but you're actually creating something that is more than just a physical book that people need to buy on Amazon. You're creating. You're sending people to a site which has 140 of your messages, 
And you know what? People typically only need to see three or four or five, sometimes one or two, before they realize that they want to do business with you. Yeah. Right, right. That's good. Now, uh, actually, uh, there is one other thing I want to do here because we have just enough time to squeeze in one more question real quick, if you'll let me. Please. All right. <laughs> so we, uh, we, we've touched on publishing a book. We've touched on the social media. You know, we've touched on thought leadership. And I'd like to swing back to thought leadership as we close out here. And uh, just give us a synopsis of what you view as being the five top thought leadership practices today that are most effective. You know, we kind of covered a couple of them, but let me do them real quickly. Yeah. Um, and for those who really want a definition of thought leadership, you can go to thinkaha.com, our primary site. And we have a tab there that actually gives a definition of thought leadership and also a definition of the thought leadership funnel, which replaces the sales funnel. And we've got videos and content, and you can learn a lot by going there. But let me give you the five, the five things you could do. One uh, is you need to present well, and, and that's what we already covered. You, know, you just have to do enough there so if somebody Googles your name and gets to your site, that you are presentable. Okay? Number two is similar to what something you do today. Write, write a regular column or host a radio show. Just do something where you're consistently putting your content out to the world. Uh, number three, and, and people do this a lot, I love seeing these things, is the best of list. Right? How cool is it in your space if you find the top 10 or 20 or 50 people in your space doing something, and what you do is you now create an award and you say, here are the best people to connect to on LinkedIn, or here are the, the best social media people in the world, or here are the best go-to-market strategy people in the right. world, right. and you create a best of list. Right? And, and, and by the way, if you want to be really cool, you have your graphic designer create a, a graphic that they then can put on their website linking back to this list. All right. Uh, number four, I, actually, I kind, of, I, I, I kind of confuse sometimes two. Two is writing a regular column, and four is really creating your own thought leadership channel. So you could look at those differently. So you could write for Entrepreneurial Magazine or you could write for even LinkedIn Pulse. Do that regularly. That's number two. Number four is creating your own thought leadership channel, uh, Adam, very similar to what you're doing right now. And number five is the simplest one to do. I think, I think one in five are the most simples. Uh, one is, is make sure you present well. Number five is consistently share your and other people's content. I think in the old world we used to think, hey, we'd write a book, and then our publisher would go out and share it with the world, and we don't have to do anything else. Uh, the people who were smart back then – still realize that you have to work hard to make it happen. And those that are really smart now are figuring out that you can benefit a lot by sharing other people's content because your audience may not have seen their content and both you are going to benefit, your audience is going to benefit, and guess what? Those people who you're sharing, they benefit from you sharing their content. They'll appreciate it and they'll do favors for you. So those are the five uh, best practices in thought leadership. Wow, and those are really good, and any one of those is something that our listeners uh, who are tuned in right now or listening on our iTunes feed can put into play right now. That's, that's, a that's the beautiful part about it, and either they can do it very easily with the tools they have, 
or you've given them tools that they can use. Uh, they just need to go to your website. And since we're about four minutes from the close here, why don't we turn the floor over to you and tell us a little bit about that and how you serve our business creators. Yeah, I think the the thing to be thinking about and, and what I would love anyone who's who's interested in participating in is this platform, Aha That, is is far greater than I could even think about today. Um, it is a platform that you could use to help drive business, whatever that is. So if you're a marketing agency, for instance, one of the things you could do is you can go to your current clients who, who may not be spending enough money with you, and you go to them and say, hey, listen, why don't we write an AHA book? I found this platform called AHA That. I love it. And I'm going to write a book for you. You're going to be the author of the book. We'll do all the work. And if you want it just as a social media-enabled ebook. Uh, it's only going to cost you 450 bucks. plus you need to pay for a day of my time. So what we're talking about for marketing agencies is you now can uh, go ahead and increase your billable hours at all of your clients by writing books for them, right? Really cool stuff. Uh, there are many other things that people can do. Um, you can go to almost anyone in the world and if they're already sharing lots of content, you can pull an AHA book together for them. And depending on how you pull it together and who you are and who they are, you could say, hey, how about we be co-authors of the book? I've done all the writing. I've pulled this content. Some of it you've written. Some of it I've done. I've done all the work. I'd love to have you be a co-author with me. So imagine doing that with almost any of your heroes today. And depending on who they are and how many approaches they get from others, that's another thing you can do. Uh, what if you're a consultant and you're doing work for corporations? Um, you can actually crowdsource content from the employees of the corporation right. and do a book that's socially created that way. Right. So I, I don't know if I, we're, we're close to our four-minute time frame, but yep. the list can tr continue to go on. And I'd like you to reach out to me. Go to AHA That. My emails are there. Or Google Mitchell Levy. Uh, connect to me on LinkedIn. Uh, tell me uh, that, that you've heard me on this show. Um, come up with an entrepreneurial idea you'd like to use with uh, AHA That, and we'd be happy to support you. Absolutely. And let's just make sure we get that domain in there for everybody listening. It's AHAThat.com. And on that page, you'll see all the links and the information you need to get started right away. I've looked at it myself, and it looks pretty darn good. You'll probably see me on there before you know it. So, Mitchell Levy, I want to thank you so much for being with us today. It's been an honor and an education. <laughs> As I mentioned to you in the past, you know how to present yourself well, Adam, and it's it's been my pleasure. It's It's always good to get somebody who's insightful and asks the right questions to pull out the right content. And uh, it's been enjoyable. I'm looking forward to a continued relationship. All right. And that, and that I'll consider is high praise. So thank you very much. All right, everybody. This is Adam Homie, host of the Business Creators Radio Show. Please check out our previous and our upcoming episodes at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com and on iTunes, where we help you win at the game of business and marketing. Until next time, have a great day. Take care. Take care, everybody.